previously on the Social Proof Podcast. You said, why do people who have money mm-hmm. not spend money as much as people who don't have money, right? And I don't think that's necessarily true. I, right. I think it is, I think there are people who have money with a poor wealth mindset and then people who have money with a healthy wealth mindset. Mm-hmm. Because we got rappers and, you know, entertainers and all kinds of people mm-hmm. who get all this money and then lose it because they are buying the cars to be seen and the shoes to be seen mm-hmm. when then you have that same other, a, a different person with the same amount of money who says, you know what, I'm going to buy that same car. I'm going to buy those same shoes and I'm going to right. leverage it for impact. Yeah. I'm going to leverage it. And you know, what's funny. So, well, I, I, and I don't want to come off judgmental because Rod Wave had one of the like strongest bars I ever heard in the song. Right. It's hard to tell somebody how to shine when all they know is hard times. Right. So I think that if you've been locked out of something for so long, you do want to feel how it feels to have it. And I can't knock nobody on that. Right. But to go back to that, think about this. Right. So think about the person who just came up in the money and then they go buy a. So a person, he just came up in the money. Right. And he go and buys a ten thousand dollar Gucci outfit. Let's say I go to Metro Mart. And I get a knockoff Gucci outfit. I jump out of Rolls Royce. Who outfits you gonna think real and who you think gonna fake? Right. Because my right. influence now from having the car is never gonna have you questioning if my Gucci is real. But I could have went and took a photo. The photo shoot is gonna come out the same on the knockoff of the real. So I'm not telling people to go out there and just buy fake stuff. But every now and then you gotta reward yourself. I just think is I've been locked out of wealth so long. That everybody that I ever looked up to bought this type of stuff. So I feel like this is success. And mm-hmm. I don't have the right person behind me telling me that, hey, maybe you need to save for a rainy day or the future. Gotcha. And I know this question is past what we talked about, but how did you car hack? Oh, Wait, the car hack. So before I, that, okay. can we get you to silence those notifications? Yeah, that <laughs> thing is killing me. I, and, and I, I want to make it's sure two it's phones, maybe. No, it's not definitely Derek. It's <laughs> definitely Derek. I don't know how to use this iPhone. I Here, only let me, for Clubhouse. Let's go to your own. Um, so. <laughs> I'm going to just throw you on. Do not disturb Let's make sure oh, I'm see, good. I, I ain't okay. even know that's how it works. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So, yeah. So, tell me about the car hack. You walked in uh, $39,000 in equity. And you're going to sell it back for what you bought it for 18 months later. Yes. So one of the things to always look at is like Mercedes dealerships uh, and like not the top tier. Not like so because what happens is Mercedes, right, it's not their brand. But a lot of people trade Rolls Royces, they trade Bentleys, Ashton Martins and for Maybachs. Right. Mm. Because Maybach, even though it's a real high level brand, it's a, you know, some consider like, well, uber luxury. Right. Um. But Mercedes don't want to have that car on their lot for over 120 days, right? right. Because it's a non-Mercedes, mm. right? They can't certify pre-owned it, which means that I can't add value to this car, which means the longer it sits here, it's going to start driving down. And the longer it sits on the lot, people are going to think things wrong with it. And as long as I own the asset, I got to start paying on the asset, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's easier at that 120 days to just sell it to an auction. So the auction usually gets the rate that you're going to get because that's why the auction usually gets it, put it back on a dealership, and then when you go and buy it for what it's worth, it's almost $30-something above. Hold on. Okay. Run that back. I missed it. All right. So let's say they, um, I got that from the Mercedes dealership yep. in um, Illinois. Yes. So you by can that, actually. What, what, what are you pointing that out there? The Rolls Royce. Oh, I keep pointing out that like people can see it. The Rolls Royce. The Rolls Royce. Right. Okay. So I, um, you do have to do some searching, right? But 
if it's going to take me five hours to save $35,000 or $38,000, of course I'm going to search, all right? So, um, yeah, so you're just looking around and you look and so you start on like car gurus, true car or something mm-hmm. like that. And then you start uh, looking at how long it's been on the lot. So I would do my search on all Rolls Royces. And then you can actually filter it by how long they actually been on car gurus, mm. how long they actually been on that. And then I go from top to bottom. Whoever's sitting on a lot the longest, I'm going to start calling from there and negotiate. Because mm. I know that when you see something around 110, 115 days, in the next five days, they're about to sell that to an auction. So why go and sell it to an auction? have to ship it off and spend extra money and then get it from that rate when I can negotiate to get the rate the auction getting and I'll come fly out to get it though. Wow. So, so okay. Is this what happened? Yeah. So I car? called him and I said, how long has it been sitting on the lot and how long, um, you know, just talking back and forth, getting some background and how long usually y'all, you know, because they're going to try to play hardball and you, you can't just take the first thing and then you call and get somebody else. So the second person, you know, you're going to get more information from different people because they want to sell. Mm. And my commission on like a Rolls Royce or something like that going to be different than a Camry. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, when you get to that third person, now, you know, it has been on a lot of 118 days. And then you call the second person had nothing to do with that car right then. And you talked about non Mercedes on how long they usually sell them to the auction and how long they usually hold them. Right. You didn't got all your answers that you need. And then what you do is you call and say, hey, I did some background in that car and I realized y'all had it 118 days. I'm booking my flight out there to see it from Atlanta now. But if I like that car, I'm going to go ahead and buy it. Can we talk? And then now when we talk, say, hey, usually I know that, you know, y'all trying to sell this car for blah, blah, blah. But what I'm going to do is I can make an offer on there of what the auction is actually going to pay for it. And I just throw an offer out there. I just always go 30000 below on a huge, you know, on a car like that. Because I know they leave enough cushion, you know, in there. And then they was like, um, I don't know if we can do that. Hardball, of course. And then the manager call you back, say, hey, can you put $1,000 on so we know you ain't playing? So it's not really a rush on there. A car that's been sitting out there almost 120 days. And then they come and say, somebody was looking at it. I say, well, all right, well, go ahead and let them get it. Because if it's been sitting out there 118 days, mm-hmm. y'all want to go ahead and sell it, right? right. And uh-huh. then, you know, they'll be like, all right, they ain't want it. Of course. Now I'm going to talk about it a little they more, right? Of course yeah. they, right. So, they never then, wanted it. Yeah. So the way I There's no at human it, being out there looking no at it. no person So I'm there. like, bro, I can just book me a $600 flight because it's the next day and then I'm going to go out there. And then now they're happy to see me take it off the line. So just, that car, you I offered them. I literally did that with that. How much you have for, offered them? How much? Thirty nine thousand uh, or yeah. So I offered them two fifty one. Mm-hmm. So I offered them two fifty one. What was it listed for? It was listed for like two ninety. Mm. Yeah. So it was literally so. And the guy that had it was the vice president of like Heinz, the ketchup place or mm-hmm. whatever like that. He didn't like how he looked in it, and he liked how he looked in the Maybach, so he turned it in. Mm-hmm. Like how we <laughs> looked. He didn't in. like how he, he looked. Like I mean, it's the aesthetics. It's, it's not the same, but. Um, I I put on some sneakers one time and I wasn't really feeling them. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to the crib, I took them joints back. I'm straight, bro. I I literally gave away some joints. I'm like, man, they yeah, got bro. me looking clumpy. I'm Dude. like, bro, like nah. Yeah, I, I ain't like how I looked at them. Yeah, so it's, it's not the same, but it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of the same. All right, so it is not the same. But I want to. I have a question before we move on from that. How do you know what the auction intends to offer or what they will you, buy? You for? don't know. Um, okay. But so I, I didn't bid it on. I, I was trying to get my wife an Aston Martin SUV, right? And um, it was, you know. Did I even know Aston Martin had SUV? Yes. Yeah, so. oh, I'm like, I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, they dope. And I, and I want. 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. I had to be like one of the first on the scenes with it. And they had some that, uh, you know, that's been driven the last year that people turn in. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, man, so, man, it's crazy. Wealthy people, man, they grab these cars and they drive the value of it down. They got really good accountants too, bro. Because the whole purpose of trying to drive that value down so they can write it off as a loss for, you know. And not the, oh, I'm going to get a Range Rover and write depreciation and all this off. They got ways of doing it. I don't know how, but mm -hmm. I'm going to figure that out. I got to get on that level of wealth, right? But they turning these cars in all the time. And I'm like, man, so I saw one and I've been like at them for a week. Them jokers ain't biting. Because everybody ain't got them. So it's kind of mm -hmm. like if you see them, they're like, oh, yeah. man. I think that when the, the market gets saturated with them and they got competition of them being. See, I because you can go and Google or go car gurus and see Rolls Royces everywhere. So you can easily hack that. Mm -hmm. But the newer one. So I have been told no a lot. They just say yes to that one. Mm -hmm. So, gotcha. um, you know, I'm going to offer lower. And then some people might say, man, get the, get out of here with that. You crazy, right? And then some people, you know, going to be like, all right. And that's when you know that you hit a sweet spot. Do you, mm -hmm. do you buy these cars cash or with credit? Um, From the business. Cash from the business? Well, no, no, no. So I got that one. Yeah, I got that one. I, so I got the Rolls Royce. Um, I bought the Bentley cash from the business, right? Talking um, about he ain't rich. <laughs> no, no, no. I, so I was going to get them. Bentleys are get, not $30,000. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I did. So... Yeah, so I got so I got the Rolls Royce, and but I did set the amount of money aside from the business account for that to make mm, sure that it is it. paid. Yeah, um, I mean because at some point you have to leverage credit. You got to, especially you with large to. purchases. You, yeah. you definitely, yeah. and you know, so just even with that, you get a lot of incentives for it. You know, like lots of credits and things like that for it. And if I do rent it out for a music video and just things like that, so it's easier to do those type of vehicles, especially if you're going to use it to, like, leverage, uh, um, like, your position and, like, you know, just status and whatever. Because what was funny is, like, my highest one-on-one -on -one coaching program before I got the Rolls Royce was, like, 5000 a month. I got three people in my $15,000 a month program now. What do you just do in your $15,000 a month program? Well, see, I, we, I built out um, – 
development centers in India and call centers in the Philippines. So what I do is I just take the average entrepreneur who wants to like get his whole outfit built out. Um, and we got a process called body build, organize, document, delegate. So we build a whole process. We organize it, make sure we got all the SOPs in place. We automate the crap out of it. Right. And then we delegate it. So now they come in and they don't have to really do anything, but then they get the business handed to them. And we, they get, you know, from, um, cause one of the companies that we built out, um, it's called IHR buddy as well. And that's mm-hmm. with my, um, with, with Ken, my business partner. And we, either assign people as like a staffing agency or we build out a whole outfit and have the team already running a business before it gets handed off to you. What industry do they need to be in to work with Any, you? because the first two months of the uh, thing, we're researching and we're learning your industry. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about it is I have a huge, huge, huge research and development team in the Philippines mm-hmm. that has already built out 120 different businesses, down from the websites all the way down to the SOPs, where we just need um, CEOs to just come plug in. So if they say, hey, I want to start a freight brokering company, you ain't got to go through all that training. We already got them. They know the whole dispatch, and they know where to get loads. They know how to push it. They know how to write contracts and do all that. You just plug into it. We can either join venture, and we get a percentage of the business. You be the face of the influence. Or you just pay to get that outfit built. So it's different than learning and then having to go build it again. We realize CEOs don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Let us just build it for you. Have the dispatchers and all that ready for you. You just go be the face and go make money. And that's the 15000 a month. Yeah, so that's 15000 a month. And but the first or, two months are spent in research. Yes, yeah, research. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, and that's to weed out the people who just say, oh, but I have to pay 30 I don't want to do it no more. Because now that let me know you ain't serious. All right, come up a little bit. Oh, okay. Mic. All so. right, so... Um, but you said you do a joint venture thing, right? So me and Donnie ain't got to put up no money. Yeah, we're so depending, be the on the, depending on the influence, uh, yeah, so depending on the influence, if we got people that's out here that really know how to push it and be the brand, we would do like a joint venture, but that JV would be like, hey, let's push this for two years, but the whole goal is to sell it mm-hmm. and break our percentages up and then go on about our business. Because mm-hmm. I just ain't about to joint venture with nobody and be stuck with them for five years. Right. You know I mean, what I'm saying? So. Engagement crazy. Yeah, we get, well, <laughs> our engagement is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, but I've been pitching, I've been, I, you know, like I said, I've been an introvert when we first met. Like, that was the vision. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you have it as a vision, like when you was like, Derek, what you working on? I knew what I was working on, but you don't tell everybody until like you do it. I done learn like, hey, I'm doing this and doing that. And then you never do it. And they be like, man, he just flushed. Here's the thing, man, because I feel like we could do something. I, I mean, maybe we need to sit down. We're not going to TGI Friday like Donnie want to go to. Come on, we're not going to do child, that. But we want to go to. Like, we need to sit down and talk. What can we do? What? Okay, give me an example of what we could do. Like, with me and Donnie's expertise in business and influence and things of that nature, what type of business could we create through you where it's like plug and play, we to face, cash out that joint? This is what I would recommend Let's on you it. from an influence standpoint, right? People don't pay for your coaching because they want what you're teaching. They pay for your coaching because they want to be you mm. or they want what you accomplish. Mm. Sell that. What I did is I built out a fully automated credit repair company that I used to build multi-millions of dollars. People want the systems. They want the process. They want business the whole the business in a box. Mm-hmm. Give them that. So now what I do is they say, hey, can you coach me? No, I'm going to give you my whole system. You get all my automations. You get all this. My developers are going to snap all my logos out, snap all yours in, and you got a ready-made business ready to go. You need two people in the Philippines to go ahead and run customer service and dispute? Go ahead and do that. Now, boom, bye. There you go. How much now, would you charge for something like that? That's only 7500 Because I know the market for credit repair, a lot of people come in and they ain't really making money like that. We mm-hmm. just built the software, man, Free Dispute Hub, mm-hmm. um, where credit repair is 100% free now. I got like 20,000 people in that. But we also bought a credit monitoring company. 
Mm. But they got to have a credit monitoring if they come in and, and do what they should. They can literally scrape their credit report in. It's going to automatically show the violations or, I mean, show the, the bad accounts. They can click. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations or multiple systems on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Literally choose their options the way that they want to and then submit the letters. We also got a mailing center in Mexico. Right. It's right there on the border that takes all that digital mail that they API and then bring it right there into the U.S. and send it out to the bureau. What's API? API is like an interface uh, to make this software talk to that software. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, you know, and we have digital mail. So now ain't no more running to the post office. So through that software, they click, do I want to mail this dispute letter to the bureau? It's going to automatically go to our fulfillment center in Mexico. $3 an hour per person, right? And then they take it, they take loads into the U.S. daily. And then, you know, it's going to the bureaus because now it's mailing from the U.S., right? So the cool thing about that is uh, we get paid off the credit monitoring side and they get free credit repair. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's like. I like how you did that. Yeah. That was good. Because now you can service any client anywhere because they're paying for the monitoring service. To listen to or watch this full episode, be sure to check out the Social Proof Podcast on your favorite listening platform or on YouTube. Finally, you asked for it, and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So... It's about that time. We put together a Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay, so... Check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is um, the support is appreciated. What if I told you for one dollar I will introduce you to hundreds of entrepreneurs every single morning this week? 
from all across the country. You'll be able to talk to hundreds of entrepreneurs and I'll coach you. I'll coach you for a dollar this whole week. And I'll introduce you to some of my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you... Would you take part in that? Well, go to themorningmeetup.com because that's exactly what we're doing here, okay? The only organization that gathers entrepreneurs every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship, okay? Every single day, Monday through Friday, we gather, we're growing, we're learning. We got a book club. Have you ever seen hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the same book every single chapter, every single day? We're growing together, okay? You need the environment to grow in. Themorningmeetup.com, a dollar. I'm gonna give you all this for a dollar. If you wanna stay, Great. It's $79 a month after that. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want. All right? TheMorningMeetup.com. I'll see you in the morning. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.